With the second pick in the 2016 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Carson Wentz. West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia, born and raised. West Philadelphia. In front to Rui Stars! Welcome, everybody, to the Wiz Wit Podcast. The podcast bringing you all the news of the best sports city in the world, Philadelphia. I'm your host, Anthony DeStefano, and I want to wish everybody celebrating a happy Mother's Day. I know this episode came out a little bit late on Sunday. We had our Mother's Day festivities, saw my mother, saw the mother-in-law celebrating with the wife. So it's going to be a quick episode. Um, but it's going to be a very Eagles-centric episode yet again because there is some big news coming out of Philadelphia as far as the Eagles' schedule being released. Carson Wentz's new weapons, is it enough? And are the Eagles interested in the guy who ended Carson Wentz's 2019 campaign last season, Jadavian Clowney? We'll cover that. And then I have a... Mount Rushmore question, and it is like the go-to question when sports isn't going on, right? It's like, what's your Mount Rushmore? It's like the most basic question, but guess what? It's a fun one to answer. I did it for just Philly sports. It didn't have to be one player, one team. A lot of people broke it down like that, but let's get into the show and talk about Eagles football, but first, you can follow the show at WizWitPod on all social media, and here is a word from one of our sponsors. Imagine walking into your first therapy appointment. Instead of some old white dude or lady, there's a 6'2 black dude with a high top fro and flamingo socks. Tune in to the Unorthodox Therapist, where my boy Dante, a licensed pro counselor based out of Philly, drops you buckets of knowledge on mental health and therapy. Available on all platforms. So there's not a lot of sports going on right now, um, and... The big news of the week was the Eagles football schedule, which I'm going to get into. I did watch UFC last night. I just wanted to comment on that. I know it's a Philly sports show, but man, I've been away from UFC for about 10 years. I think the last fight I watched was when Brock came back about four or five years ago, and I enjoyed the hell out of it last night. I had a blast. I stayed up to 1.30 watching fights. It was live sports. No audience really didn't affect it. You actually heard every punch and kick. It was cool, and I really, really enjoyed it. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. I don't know if I'm going to be buying pay-per-views for $65, $70 a pop, but I'll watch the stuff on ESPN, and if I can find a stream, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. Um, And if they, hey, listen, McGregor fights, I'll probably buy because – McGregor's a draw. You, you know, it's either you want to see him get knocked out or you want to see him knock someone out. And I think that's fun. And I think that's the most exciting thing about the sport. Last night, there was a lot of fists being thrown, um, knockouts in 20 seconds, people getting obliterated and not falling down in the main event. Like, it was just, it was awesome to watch. But my mind, Philly sports thinking, what's the biggest news of the week, right? It is the Philadelphia Eagles have their NFL schedule released, right? And we're going to go over the Eagles schedule, and I'm going to try to give like kind of predictions on what I think is going to happen. Now, it's hard to say, but all I know is the Eagles 
are up against some stiff competition this year, some elite quarterbacks. There's one stretch, and we're going to go over it, where they play three elite quarterbacks in a row, and I think that could be a, that could be a part of the season where they drop three games. But let's get in to the 2020 Philadelphia Eagles schedule. They open on the road against the Washington Redskins. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, easy one to know. That's what we thought last year when we opened against the Redskins. And while we got there, it took the second half. I remember the first half. I said, what is this football team doing? This is terrible. I was throwing the remote. It was like all these emotions that I didn't want to happen came back, right? But they came back. They got it together. They beat the Redskins. The Redskins have a scary, good, young defense their quarterback now has another year in the second meeting against the Redskins the quarterback looked great but I still think the Eagles should win this game especially with the additions on defense locking up Slay getting Hargrave keeping the nucleus of the team together will we feel the absence of Malcolm Jenkins we shall see I think our offense is better I think Deshaun Jackson's healthy again I think uh, Rager's going to play an impact. I think you're going to see guys like Hightower step up, Ertz and Goddard. I think we're going to have um, a, a win in Washington against the Redskins. The next game, and I week two in L.A. Now, the problem with L.A. is I get this bad feeling every time we go there, and that's because that's when Carson Wentz hurt his leg during his MVP campaign, which eventually became the Eagles' Super Bowl year. Um just scary memories of him diving into the end zone, throwing a touchdown pass, the next play on a torn ACL, MCL, PCL, whatever. Whatever L's are in your leg, torn, gone, Wentz still did it, right? I think we beat the Rams. And I think the Rams are a team on the decline instead of the uprising. And this is a team that two years ago was in the Super Bowl, right? They just got rid of Todd Gurley, um, who, who's injury prone, right? But... I just I think that they've lost key players on defense. I don't believe that Jared Goff is a top 10 quarterback in this league. I think he's a good quarterback. I don't think they have the explosiveness of the Rams a couple years ago. They do have Donald on defense, the best defensive player in the league. But I got to give the edge to the Eagles. Um, so I think I have the Eagles starting off 2-0. Now, Homer. Homer pick! That's a Homer pick! Right? It is. But but it's realistic, right? Now, the next game, and I'm glad that we have this week three because I think Burrow is going to be a marvelous quarterback. I think that guy is going to be great. They have A.J. Green. They surrounded him with weapons, right? The defense of the Bengals has always been one of those defenses that can take the ball away. Um, but the good thing is Wentz doesn't like to give the ball up. I know he has a little bit of a fumbling problem, but at home, Bengals coming in. The offseason is going to play a huge part in this because Burrow's not getting the regular reps that you would in your rookie season. And I think it's going to delay him a little bit. So having him in week three in Philadelphia at the link with the Eagles fans, I think is a really big deciding factor. You have Slay on A.J. Green. Can Burrow find another playmaker or will the Eagles defense come at him? I mean, has this guy ever faced a pass rush? Like the Philadelphia Eagles, has he ever had a Fletcher Cox or a Hargrave or a Brandon Graham running at him full speed? 
in a pro style game? And I don't, I can't answer that question. I don't know a lot about Burrow. I know I saw him play college football and that guy was fantastic, right? But I do think we luck out by playing him week three when he's still trying to figure things out. Cause I feel like once he figures things out, he is going to be a phenomenal quarterback in this league. That's right. I have the Eagles at three and oh, he's going to pick 16 and oh, isn't he? What a homer. No. This next game is the game that I think we lose to start three and one. And it's a it's one of the hardest stretch games, right? We are at San Fran on October 4th, and it's a night game. San Francisco just went to the Super Bowl. I think we can contain their offense. I think the defense is what scares me the most. I think their defense is quick. It's it's, it's young, it's talented, it's hungry. We saw how good that defense can play. I think they're going to give the Eagles fits, but I do think the Eagles have speed to beat them over the top, but you need stuff to develop. And with that pass rush that San Fran has, they need stuff to develop very quickly, or Carson Wentz is in a world of trouble that game. I have the 49ers beating our Philadelphia Eagles, and then the next week it doesn't get any easier. We head to Pittsburgh for the battle of Pennsylvania against Ben Roethlisberger coming back and his Steelers. Now, this is a game I think is going to be hard fought. The Steelers always play tough football. I think we see a different Steelers team this year with uh, Ben back now. But I do think the Eagles are still the better team. I think the Eagles are going to be younger, quicker, hungrier. And I think that offense is going, going to get off. And, and not to mention, we took their best defensive lineman in Hargrave. So I do think the Eagles escape that game maybe by a field goal, late field goal at the end, as long as someone catches the ball, right? So, yes, that's right. I had the Eagles at 4-1. and one. Um, The Ravens in Philly the next week. So you got San Fran, you got Steelers, and you got Jackson. The MVP of last season coming into the link at a 1 o'clock game on October 18th. And I'm going to pick Jackson. The Eagles cannot figure out running quarterbacks. We see the fits that Russell Wilson gives us with his escapability. And I think that is going to lead to a loss at home to the Baltimore Ravens, who just got Patrick Queen on defense. That defense is going to be nasty. They're going to be fast, and they're going to be flying at you. It's going to be a game just like San Francisco, where you have a lot of speed on that defensive uh, side of the football, and it might give Wentz some fits. So I do think... Between not being able to contain a running quarterback and that defense, I do think we drop to the Baltimore Ravens, give us 4-2. The next week, we come back against the New York Giants. I think the New York Giants are building something special, and I think in two or three years, they're going to be a very good team in our division. I don't think they're there yet. Daniel Jones has a lot of turnover issues that we can expose with our defense. I think he'll come into his own, but I think right now you got to you got to hit when the, uh, strike when the iron's hot against the Giants because I think it's a matter of time. You can only have so many number one, number two round picks before we are in trouble, and uh, I think we beat the New York Giants at home, and that's a night game as well. And then week eight, we have the Cowboys coming in to the link. This is a game I think the Eagles high off of. A win in New York. I think they're or at or at home against New York. I think they have a big win. I think they're pumped up, and I think Dallas is the game where they come in and beat us. I think Cowboys will will beat us in Week Eight, and that's leaving us five and three going in 
to week nine. I will cover the other half of the schedule when we get back from a quick break. What's up, Wizwit Nation? Thank you so much for checking the show out. If you want to represent the brand, go to tpublic.com and purchase your Wizwit gear. We have logos designed after every Philadelphia team in the city. And every once in a while, I have a special 24-hour sale of a special design that I don't want to keep up on the store. So check it out. Wizwit at tpublic. Go buy your merch today. And welcome back to the Wiz Wit Podcast. I left you at week eight on the Philadelphia Eagles schedule with them being five and three, coming off a loss to the Cowboys. I think they bounce back here with two big wins coming up at week 10 against New York. I already went over why I think they beat New York. I don't think they lose a game to the Giants this year. Like I said, Barkley is a dangerous player. I think Jones will get it together. But at the same time, I think the Eagles are a far superior team. They take care of the New York Giants. Next, Baker Mayfield. We travel to Cleveland, who has... I mean, I don't know if there's going to be fans in the crowd, but Cleveland is a tough place to play. Odell Beckham, Landry, they have a ton of talent, but I don't think they have the talent to beat the Eagles. I think Baker Mayfield is very inconsistent. I think that defense is going to throw him for a spin. So I do think two wins in a row after being 5-3 and three, puts us to 7-3. and three. Now, I alluded to this at the beginning. Three elite quarterbacks in a row after we beat Baker on a Monday night, the Seattle Seahawks, November 30th, come in to the link. If there's one thing I've noticed about this Eagles football team, the past couple years is they cannot figure out. They cannot contain Russell Wilson. And I don't think that changes this year and God, I hope it does. But until they figure out Russell Wilson, I do not see them beating him. Okay, so I do have the Seattle Seahawks beating the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a better team. I think last year in the playoffs, if Wentz doesn't get hurt, the Eagles beat the Seahawks. But you contain him the one game and your backup quarterback couldn't get the job done. I don't think you're going to contain Russell Wilson again. The proof is in the pudding that you haven't. He always beats you. How can you bounce back? Can you bounce back and beat the Seahawks after a couple years of losing after two of the easier games on your schedule with the Giants in Cleveland? Now, I know Cleveland could be a sleeper for some. If they put everything together, they could be a good team. On paper, they're a great team. But I don't think they're a team on the level of the Seattle Seahawks. So you got to watch out when the Seahawks come in here because I think that is a game that they are going to drop on primetime and then could send the season into a little bit of a tailspin. So, at week 12, I have the Eagles 8 and 4. Week 13 is the hardest the hardest game. And I, there's a bye week 9. I don't know if I said New York week nine, but you get 2 weeks before New York. So there's a bye week 9. So that's why I stopped at the Cowboys. We then we go to Lambo. And I know what you're saying. Carson won at Lambeau last year. But how often do people win at Lambeau, honestly? Now, here's the thing. I don't think the Green Bay Packers are a great team. I don't think they're a fantastic team. I think they have a great wide receiver and a, a Hall of Fame quarterback. But the what-ifs, you know, this is going to be a tough game. Aaron Rodgers is, a, is an all-timer. But this is a winnable game. We won it last year. 
I'm going to have them lose this game at Lambeau, dropping them to 8-5 and five on the season. Right? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm losing count here. God, I, I'm so bad with schedule. 7-5. and five. I have them 7-5, and five, not 8-5. and five. So the records probably are all over the place. Just know, week 13, I count the bye week for some reason. Week 13, 7-5, and five, Philadelphia Eagles. Then the Saints come marching in. And here is another thing about the New Orleans Saints. They have an elite quarterback. So in three weeks, you play Seattle, Green Bay, and New Orleans. You play Wilson, Rodgers, Breeze. That defense is going to be exhausted. But this is the game I think the Eagles win out of the three. I think the Eagles can match up with the Saints very well. And I think the Eagles escape at a 425 game in Philadelphia against Drew Brees and the Saints. And now, now, they're 8-5. and five. Week 15 against the Arizona Cardinals and Kyler Murray. Murray has a new weapon in Hopkins. But I just don't. I don't see Arizona being a team that can beat the Eagles. I think they're a young team. I think in a couple years they're going to be very good. Maybe Murray breaks out this year. But knowing what we know now, I don't think their defense is ready. I think the Eagles beat the Arizona Cardinals. Then we have Dallas away. And I know that I said we lose to Dallas at home, but I think at the end of the season, the Eagles have a different mentality than the Cowboys. The Cowboys have not finished. Look at the last 25 years. The proof is in the pudding. The Cowboys cannot finish. The Eagles will beat the Cowboys in Jerry's world and send them home packing for the season. And then the Redskins. So we have the Redskins coming in. And I think we we win that game handily, as I alluded to earlier. So, this is what I'm going to say, all right? Week one win. Week two win. Week three win. Week four loss. Week five win. Week six loss. Week seven win. Week eight loss. Five and three before the bye. Week 10 win. Week 11 win. Week 12, loss. Week 13, loss. Week 14, we got a win. And then we win out. So we lose. We're 5-3 and three in the first. And then I think we're 6-2 and two in the second half of the season, leaving us at 11-5. and five. That's my prediction. I do think 10-6. and six is a reasonable number because the Browns game is very tough. The Saints game is very tough. Arizona could be the team that we sleep on. There's one sleeper game. that It was the Lions game last year where the Eagles lose. I had the Philadelphia Eagles winning division at 11-5. and five. I want to know what you think. Sorry the numbers were all over the place. I'm looking at the schedule, reading it. You think 15, you're like, okay, they're 10-5. and five. Bye week, Anthony. There's a bye week. We will get into more Eagles news with maybe a big signing coming to Philadelphia very soon. And did the Eagles get Carson Wentz enough weapons? We'll find out when we return. Passionate and professional detailing 
is what describes Shure style detailing. They service everything from your daily driver classics, luxury, and exotic vehicles. They provide first class, personalized detailing services, maintenance, and total surface protection. Shure style detailing has the solution needed to protect your vehicles, motorcycles, and boats for a lifetime. Every vehicle is treated the same with the utmost care and attention to detail as if it were their own. Invest in quality detail where passion and pride are applied into every step from start to finish. Tell them that WizWit sent you and save 20% off your detail. And welcome back to the WizWit podcast. Now, we talked about what the Eagles schedule is. Now, let's talk about a little bit of do they have enough weapons for Carson Wentz. I saw an interesting stat the other day when I was flipping through Twitter and um it's it's via Tom Peterson and, and and then someone else chimed in I didn't get their name but some of these stats are insane. It's like Carson Wentz was walking up Wildwood Boulevard and was like Wawa, you work at Wawa? You want to be a receiver? Hey, you want to come play? Hey, hey, hey. Quit CVS. Come with me. Oh, you're you're a grocer at the act. Come on, just I need someone. Hey, buddy, you haven't played football since you were seven. I can you catch? No. Okay, perfect. Come on. Carson Wentz had absolutely zero weapons. I love the cowherd um clip where he says he was throwing to deck furniture and lawn chairs. Like accurate, right? At the end of the season, I didn't know who the hell these guys were. But that's not just the end of the season kind of thing. This is definitely a a career thing for Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz has played with 19 wide receivers in his NFL career. Nine of them are out of the league. Seven of them were undrafted. Two have had over 600 yards with the Eagles. None have had 1,000 yards with the Eagles. Three had a 1,000-yard season in their career, but one of those three was Golden Tate, who played four games with Carson Wentz. So let's go down the list. Now, this is where someone chimes in, and I'm like, holy God. How can you doubt this guy after reading this, right? Alshon Jeffrey hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2014. I think Alshon's still a really good receiver. Nelson Aguilar, drop city. He just signed a $1 million contract um, for one year after we paid him nine. Golden Tate played four games with Wentz, left in free agency. Deshaun Jackson played one full game, got hurt. Torrey Smith, great run, got cut, then he retired. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, second-round pick, struggled last year. Mike Wallace got hurt in the second game, out of the league. DeAndre Carter, return specialist for Houston, Kamar Aiken, out of league. Jordan Matthews, out of league. Doriel Green Beckham, out of league. Paul Turner, out of league. Josh Huff, out of league. Bryce Treggs, out of the league. Anthony DeStefano, out of the league. Never been in the league. Greg Ward, practice squad call-up. Robert Davis, practice squad call-up. Um, Dante Burnett, practice squad call-up. Mac Hollins, cut, picked up by Miami. Out of that list, right? And I said some names, right? I, I did say Torrey Smith, great career. Um, I, I said Alshon Jeffrey. He's been, when he's healthy, he's great. Deshaun Jackson, all-time eagle, right? But 
think of when Carson had these guys, right? Carson had Deshaun Jackson for one game. One game. And he blew it up, right? You gave him a receiver for one game. Alshon and him, great connection. People seem to think that like Alshon has this connection with Nick Foles, and maybe he does. But Carson Wentz has proven that Alshon Jeffrey was his favorite receiver, and he threw like 17 touchdowns to him in his career. So Alshon is a target for Carson. But you read these names, like that that's not helping the guy, right? That's not helping our our all elite talent. What 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 does that receiving core tell you? Now this year, yeah, do I like the draft? Yeah. You know, Rager's great. I, I like Hightower. I, and you got Marcus uh, Goodwin. I, I, I like it, right? I, I like what you've done. But is it enough? You know, I know Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, he's only played with one first-round pick wide receiver his whole career, but he has Adams, right? Like, he had he had Jordy Nelson, who was a great receiver at the time. He's had Cobb. He's had great wide receivers. Not every receiver needs to be a first-round pick. Deshaun Jackson proves that, right? But at the same time, you haven't even invested in a decent receiver for Carson Wentz. I know you tried with Deshaun, but you signed a 32, 33-year-old man for three years, and he got hurt. Hopkins was out there. You know, you could have traded for Hopkins. You know, Stephon Diggs was out there. You could have got this guy a Pro Bowl wide receiver. Do I think he has enough to win? I do. I, I, I like the draft. But... This guy's been playing without an elite wide receiver his whole career, right? And who does he have at running back? I mean, luckily now he has Miles Sanders. Boston Scott's a diamond in a rough, right? You brought in Jordan Howard for a year. He was decent. But who? what offensive player has he played with besides Ertz that's been game-changing? I'll put Jeffrey on that list. Let's put Jeffrey on that list. So Jeffrey and Ertz. It just, I just don't you, – you got a franchise quarterback. You got an elite talent. Surround them with some weapons. And I think they did this year, and I think the weapons might be different. Kansas City doesn't have any huge name wide receivers, but they have named wide receivers that are good at certain aspects of the game. The Eagles have copied that game plan, and I think that can go far. Now, copying game plans, right? Um, The Eagles love pass rushers. That's their game plan all the time. Rush the quarterback, right? Well, there is a rumor that they could be getting the guy who ended Carson wants his playoff game. That is Jadavian Clowney. So Jadavian Clowney wants astronomical money. He is a a good player. I would not say he's a great player. His career stats don't line up to be great. Would you welcome him in Philadelphia? There's a contract offer on the table for Clowney. Seattle has one. Eagles have one. Now, I would rather them go trade for Yannick from the Jaguars, 24 years old, Definitely more left in the tank. 12 sacks a season, every season he's played. Clowney is a great player. Clowney's never played on a line like the Eagles have, and maybe that helps him. He's never had that kind of pass rush that the Eagles throw at you where they can disguise stuff. So I think Clowney would fit the system. But Clowney just called the Eagles fans the worst fans in the world after injuring our quarterback with what I believe was a cheap shot. I don't think I need that guy on my team. And, and, does he make the team better? Yes, he makes the team better. But you got guys like Sweat, who every time he's in the game makes an impact but never gets reps. I'd rather see what that guy can get us, maybe try to trade for Yannick, right? 
I would rather do that. If you're going to pay someone $20 million a year, you pay Yannick, who's 24 years old. Now, Clowney is a great player, right? Good player. He's never had a great season. He was a beast in college. He's quick. He's fast. We saw what he could do. Is there baggage there? Yeah. I'm out on the Clowney thing. If they sign him, will I cheer for him if he gets a sack? Yeah, because once you're an eagle, you're an eagle. You know, I, I, I booed Aguilar, but I cheered for him when he caught the ball. When you're an eagle, you're an eagle. We will cheer for you. But you also said the Sports City was the worst fans ever. Philadelphia is the worst fans ever. I don't have the quote in front of me. I don't know how to feel about it. I think I would rather invest elsewhere, invest money elsewhere. Do we need another defensive lineman? I don't think so. You could have took that money and got Carson a receiver. We just went over. I don't know why there's an offer on the table for this guy. Um, I do know. I do know why because they love pass rushers. But at the end of the day, you can keep Clowney. You can keep him. And I know we have to play Seattle and whatever. I want Carson to get his redemption. Um, does Clowney make the team better? Yes. Do I want him? No. What do you think? Hashtag WizWit and let me know. Now, the last break before we get in to your Philadelphia Mount Rushmore's old reliable when it comes to sports talk. We'll be right back. Are you planning a party, a wedding, or another event where you need entertainment services such as a wedding event planner, day of coordinating, bartending services, DJ entertainment, catering, professional photography, and much more? Well, then I have a place for you. Contact Philly with a twist. Go like their page on Facebook and tell them that WizWit sent you. And welcome back to the WizWit podcast. Old reliable time, right? Anytime the sports world is quiet, you see this post come up. This post is the Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia teams, right? Who is on your Mount Rushmore for Philadelphia athletes? Now, NBC Sports Philadelphia put this up, and um, the, the faces on this are hilarious, right? Who belongs on your Phillies Mount Rushmore? Foles, Dawkins, Cunningham, Smith, Utley, Tomey, Perrant, Drew, Clark, Irving, Iverson, Chamberlain. I would say the only one I agree with with the Sixers, right, is the bottom. But why is Jim Tomey an option over Ryan Howard, Jimmy Rollins, Steve Carlton, hell, Doc Halliday, hell, Cliff Lee? Why is Tomey? And I, I know Tomey changed the culture when he came and Philadelphia was taken serious again. But come on, man. Tomey's on that list. Foles won us a Super Bowl. I get why you're on the list. Why isn't Re- I know Reggie White wasn't the biggest star here, but I'd put White in front of you know Foles. I'd put McNabb on there in front of Nick Foles. That's just all time. We're talking all time. I know Foles won us the Super Bowl, and that's that's great, right? That's a beautiful thing. I just don't think I don't I don't agree with who they put up as options. All right, so the Wizwick question of the week. Who is on your Mount Rushmore for Philly athletes? All-time, current. Also, who's the Mount Rushmore for Philly coaches? No one really went into the coach thing. Um, maybe someone did. I'm going to read some comments. Um, Mike writes, the greats were Perrant, Smith, Dawkins, and Dr. J. His personal choice, Gagne, Kruk, Foles, and AI. I like the Gagne, Simone Gagne. I like that. I mean, I wouldn't put them on mine, but, like, you're doing it for your favorite players. Now, doing it for my favorite players, man, that would be hard. Favorite players, um, Doc Halliday, Carson Wentz, Danny Briere, 
Allen Iverson probably from for my favorite. Um, I didn't even think of favorites. I think the favorite one's cool. That that was a good answer. Um, Lance writes the greats were Dawkins, Smith, Clark, and Irving. Popularity: Dawkins, Utley, Perrant, and Iverson. Dom writes Foles, Iverson, Wilt, and Smith. I know there's a statue of Nick Foles. I just don't think he's on the Mount Rushmore. If you want to know who my current Mount uh, Mount Rushmore is, check out the under overlay on the video and it's four people i designed that to look like the mount rushmore of broad street Drew harper and bead and wentz for me um john writes Foles, utley's i'm adding hextall and chamberlain again Foles. i guess because he brought the city a super bowl i mean i'm not going to argue Foles. i just think if you're putting Foles on there especially over like a guy like brian dawkins or Randall Cunningham, or even Donovan McNabb. I can't wait till Wentz wins a Super Bowl. I just can't wait. When Wentz wins a Super Bowl, everyone can love him and actually appreciate from him for the town he is. Um, Sam Rutwell, it's Rushmore, so it's got to be the fathers or impactful faces of an organization. Schmidt, Clark, Irving, and I'd like to say Dawkins. That is mine. That is mine, so I agree. Fretz writes, Chamberlain Clark, um, Perrant, Iverson, maybe McLeish. I know he he's a big McLeish fan. Um, Paul wrote Wilt, Smith, Dr. J, and Bobby Clark. See, the Wilt Chamberlain's awesome, but I, I'm too young to even, like, I didn't even catch Dr. J. Like, I caught him on videotape. So, you know, mine's going to be different, but I think Dr. J, when you think Philadelphia 76ers basketball, Dr. J, Iverson, Wilt. That's my, that's my pecking order. Um... Todd writes, I have to go two scenarios. Skill and talent is Smith, Dr. J, Lindros, and Dawkins. Fan favorites were Utley, Iverson, LeClaire, and Foles because he won us the ring. So there's the Foles thing, and I think that's the explanation. Nick Foles because he won us the ring. He did have a great year. I think of like 26 touchdowns and two interceptions under Chip. But, um, yeah, I mean, I can't argue it. I don't agree with it. But if you're one of the people who are like, hey, titles matter, and, and, and they do, than Nick Foles, but also home buys matter. And we didn't have a home playoff buy without Wentz having the MVP season that year. So I think it was a mixture of both. I think Foles gets the credibility because he had the best Super Bowl, I think, ever. And he beat Brady. And it was a memorable game. And it's the first. And everyone remembers their first, don't we? So he's holding up the trophy. And he's the Super Bowl MVP. So yeah, Foles, is the, that's the lasting image. But in the duration of the season, I believe that Wentz did his part before getting injured to put them in the best possible position to win that Super Bowl. Um, Scott wrote Clark, Foles, Irving, Smith. Rocco wrote Dr. J, Michael Jack, Smith, Clark, and Dawkins. And Nick wrote Dawkins, Clark, Iverson, and Utley. Now, it was funny because I was telling my dad about this. Thing, and I, this is just a freestyle off the top of my head, right? I'm not going to, like, spit bars or anything. But um, I said, Who, who's your, your Mount Rushmore? He's like, well, why don't you do it by team? I said, shit, by team's hard, right? By team, like the Flyers would be Clark, Giroux, Perrant, Lindros for me. Um, the, this is this is the one that gets you thinking. The Sixers, I'd put Wilt, Iverson, Dr. J, Moses Malone. The Phillies, you're going to put Carlton. You're going to put Utley. You're going to put Smith. And you're going to put Ashburn, right? And then... Um, the Eagles, 
that's the t- the Eagles are the toughest ones, right? The Eagles are is the toughest one. Dawkins, we're we're talking all time, right? Dawkins, McNabb, Reggie White, Randall Cunningham. I don't know. That is a really, really tough one. If you want to chime in, please comment below. Please share the video. I want to thank you guys for another fun show. And thank you guys for making this so much fun for me. I came into this like nine weeks ago, never doing a solo show. And now I'm doing one. I'm getting comfortable. I'm finding my groove. And as soon as the sports world opens and I open up a phone line, the whiz wit world is going to change forever. Share this with friends. Thank you guys so much. Have a safe week and I will see you next Sunday.